You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Geeks Pub with Tim Robertson. That's me and David Cohen. That's that dude over there that you guys can't see, but I can via Facebook. Mm. Uh, Facebook Live. Facebook Live. So we are in the throes of good stuff coming out soon and good stuff on the streaming services, David. Um, Do you get the Apple TV? Do you watch that I do, but I haven't looked at it for some time. They came out with a new season of For All Mankind. Mm Mm-hmm. Really good series. You know, it's an alternate reality in that the space race was way closer. Russians got to the moon before we did, for instance. Uh, Or, well, they got to space before we did, and then I think they got to the moon. Yeah, they got to the moon. And then they did, in fact, get to space before we yeah, did. Yeah, we That's did. Real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, well, I say we. I mean, the British never did space. Except, no. except that one guy we sent up to the space station. Yeah. You know. Yep. We give you your token one guy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. He was like a space tourist. Yep. So it's, uh, it's a good series. I've really enjoyed it. And um, I think seven episodes now on season two. I think it's maybe 10 episodes, so a few more to go. I really like the series. It's it's well acted, well produced. Um, you know, the the series one was basically the end of the 60s, beginning of the... Well, I guess it was the 70s. And yeah. the new one is about 10 years later, so it's the mid-80s. But they're not really pushing the whole 80s vibe, if you know what I mean. Right. And I, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um because without pushing the 80s vibe, if you will, they're not really, you don't feel like it's the 80s. Yeah. But maybe that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's you, would, not you don't a, want them to overdo the 80s, like, say, Wonder Woman 84 did, which kind of completely it, plastered yeah. 80s all over it, shoved it in your face. Yeah, it was a caricature of the 80s rather than yeah. a real representation of the 80s. And we discussed that. Um but it's a good series. I, I find myself looking forward to the next episode. Uh, I think last week I was an episode behind, and I was actually kind of happy because then I got to watch two instead of just one. <laughs> but as good as this series is, I think uh, Winter, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is even better. And so we're going to talk about that. So those who don't want it spoiled, don't listen to this part of the show, I guess. Um, yeah. We are at episode three, and as a comparison, they were still doing, and still a bunch of mystery surrounding what's going on with WandaVision by episode three. Uh, it was getting better. That was the episode where things really kind of took off, and you knew something crazy really was going on, uh, rather than just a parody of you know classic era television. So we're at the same part now, and I think... Honestly, Winter Soldier, Falcon, I, I'm just going to call it Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better series so far. Yeah, I'm. well, it's, it, it's, it's totally different, different. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it it's, feels like Marvel. This really yeah. does feel like a Marvel series. Well, it feels like a Marvel movie. It feels like a Marvel movie cut up into chunks. I mean, the, the structure, the way it works, the way they move from place to place is very Marvel movie. Well, it know. feels like Winter Soldier, the Captain America movie, yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, but, it feels like uh, a direct exactly. response to that movie, not well, it, um, Endgame. Although they do have some really cool stuff that ties it all together, but the yeah. tone, the look, um, it really does feel like Winter Soldier to me. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's it's pitching itself almost as a, a direct sequel to Civil War because we've got the, well, many of the same characters in Correct. it. Sharon Carter turned up this week. Um, Which I didn't like know, her in this episode. I was like, when did you become a cynical person like this? I mean, well, this is five years, five years after the blip and being hung out to dry, well, I guess. Was she blipped or was she not? They never. No, she, I, don't, I don't think she was blipped because I, she, cause the, because the, she's been the on idea the run. Is, the idea is, is that from the first season, the first se- uh, episode that, that Sam's not been back that long. Um, so I would imagine, and she's got that whole art dealer thing going on. Um, yeah, they do. I mean, it is kind of funny. And then she goes on about how crappy her life is. And then you go, huh, doesn't look too bad to me. Um, but, 
Yeah. So I would imagine with her being like an art dealer and all of that, 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 that is, she's spent the last five years building that up though, rather than being blipped away. You yeah. Know? Even still, you know, one of the things that kind of a, a little bit bothered me about the movie Winter Soldier and then even more so Civil War was they were building her up as Cap's new love interest. Yeah. Because obviously his first love is way in the past. But right when that started kind of becoming a thing where he finally kisses her in Civil War, um, and remember she was his, you know, uh, neighbor, but yeah. she was always a, a spy watching him, watching out for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or so you're led to believe. Um, I really liked her character in those movies. And they were just building up to it when they basically hit the reset and Steve got to go back in time and spend the rest of his life with Peggy, her aunt, by the way, because that's not yeah. awkward. Um, <laughs> not at all. Well, keep it in the family. Well, when you hear your uh, sister or brother is going to give birth, hey, I bet I know what the sex of the child is going to be. <laughs> Steve, stop looking at that baby. Yeah. Gross. Um, hey, hey, Steve, aren't you going to kiss the baby? Oh, I've been there, done no, that. No. <laughs> oh, not really going to. It's awkward for me, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, you go down rabbit holes sometimes and you come out the other well, side. This and, is the problem with time travel. You know full well that it's, it's going to be awkward. And also, you're not going to... every. You know everyone's going to be, gonna be like... Um, like the baddie in Back to the Future with the sports book. It's like, let's make right. some coin. <laughs> there is that. So <laughs> it's, I was always kind of disappointed that they went that route because I really liked that character and I was really looking forward to her coming in. And I, and I guess in some respects you can say, well, they're building her character more. But are they? I, I know she's not done with the series. When she gets in the back yeah. of the car at the end of the episode... Like, oh, okay, There's more going, going on. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you get the idea that she's working for someone. It could be S.W.O.R.D., which we see in WandaVision. I think that would make sense, only in that they're starting to build up that organization as a S.H.I.E.L.D. replacement, although the name is terrible. Um, I think they should just bring S.H.I.E.L.D. back, to be honest, because it's, it's more interesting. Um, everything that's going on in this new series, though seems well thought out you know they're not giving you everything all at once but they're trickling out enough information to make it interesting and i gotta be honest with you i know he's a bad guy but i'm really enjoying zemo in this he's really good isn't he he's really good he's really good and cole at the end of this episode cole goes i think zemo's actually more scarier than thanos is yeah which i thought as a little, it, he's 13 years old and he's getting that yeah. subtle menace. Yeah. You know, because I knew he was going to be in this episode because, duh. Um, yeah. But I told him, I said, well, do you remember Zemo? And he was like, no. I said, well, he was the bad guy in Winter Soldier and, or uh, Civil War. And it took him a long time to remember. I said, remember, he was the guy that um, framed Bucky as the guy who killed the Wakandans. And uh, he's the one that was saying those words that kind of drove him insane. He's like, oh, yeah, I thought he died in there. And I said, no, remember, he was going to shoot himself at the end, and the Black Panther wouldn't let him. He put his hand on the gun. And so he remembers it all now. But the acting that that guy does in this new series is completely believable i didn't know you were rich and he's drinking uh i i thought it was a little contrived how he gets out of jail it's like if it was that freaking easy why didn't you do it before because no from what you can only do it because bucky did it i mean that was the whole point is that bucky Bucky just dropped a note no yeah but that that's exactly the point this is i thought it would this work really well for me because there's 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 a couple of things first of all this series is great because look at what they did with sharon they turned they took her from you know the the uh ancient love interest and she she's she's get to she's get been given some agency of her own 
which is good. Yeah. You know, she's she's the one they're coming to her for help. Yeah. Um, you know, she's the one who's, despite the fact that she's not happy about where she is, she's still got her life together and she's moved on and, and she's doing her own thing. She's now not subservient to the romantic plot. Um, I think, I think they, I think um, Baron Zemo, his motivations are all the same as they were in the in the uh, Civil War movie, but even in just the, the period of time he gets in this episode, it comes across so much stronger. Yes. You know, he's completely motivated to get rid of super soldiers because of he thinks superheroes are bad for the world after what happened to Sokovia. And and that is... That and is it was you know, not just what happened to Sokovia, but what happened to his wife and child. Yeah. They but were it was killed. also... Yeah, but it's all to do with with the the battle they had with. Uh, remember their own um, robot, their own computer that they created, Ultron in in Age of Ultron. So I I kind of really like that, and I also like the fact that the um, the depth we're getting, maybe Sam not so much at the moment, but definitely the depth we're getting with Bucky in terms of him living up to what he's done in the past and the fact that he can snap back into that winter soldier mode, even though he's been deprogrammed is really kind of cool. But um, yeah, I I'm, I'm liking the fact that, that we're getting more depth into these characters now and much more interest about the motivations and what's going on. Like you said, especially Bucky. Yeah. And even, even the bad guys, even the super soldiers themselves that are chasing after you can kind of see in this episode, you go, well, again, they've kind of got a point. They're the people who were displaced after five years when everyone came back. And they're stealing food in this episode. Exactly. Yeah. Cole says, oh, they're not bad guys. And then the one girl blows blows it up (laughs) and they go, now they are. Now they are. Yeah. Yeah. I said, there's a fine line between hero and villain sometimes, Cole. But but this is the thing. If you remember back in Captain America, the first, uh, the first Avenger, Skin says, he says, the super soldier brings out, it enhances everything, not just your physical, but your mental. It brings out who you are. And if you're not a good person, then you become the Red Skull or what have you. And clearly this is this is a woman who's been on the edge for a long time and the serum is bringing that out. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's kind of, she's got some moral vacuum there. Um, I, I'm really enjoying it. Child, I think it's really though? good. I mean, she looks like she's 13 years old. Well... Yeah, but but then uh, very often um, idealists and terrorists and protesters and everything are very young, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, and she's probably a lot older than she actually looks because that's that's Hollywood. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true too. I think <laughs> that uh, Zemo is adding <coughs> a character that is needed. I mean, Cole says, "Oh, is is Winter Soldier a bad guy again?" I said, no, he's just acting. And he says, well, he, he seems like he's the old Winter Soldier. And I said, well, just because he's not under mind control doesn't mean he's not a badass still, which yeah. he shows in this movie. He just takes everyone apart in this bar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I love the, you know, you play the role no matter what. And they yeah. walk in and he goes, you know, do something winter soldier and they're like oh shit that's the winter soldier <laughs> and one of them even mentions you got a haircut uh which i kind of yeah. liked um yeah i don't know i i'm just cole is really cole never watched uh wandavision i knew it wasn't going to be his cup of tea uh i explained a little bit to him he was like yeah he might yeah. i might have him watch the last episode because really i think that's the only one he'd be interested in he's more into the superhero stuff than yeah. the subtle acting until this episode, until this new series, because yeah. he's all in. He he's he's all into it, and I have he one, wants. To, yeah, go ahead. I have one one huge complaint about this and one division. Okay, and it really it has to stop. The Marvel stinger at the beginning of each episode is too long. Uh, it goes on I don't think so. and on and on. And it needs to stop. It needs to be 15 seconds short. Every time you think it's going to finish, it keeps going. You mean the 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 logo thing? The logo thing, yeah. It, it's too long. I don't know. I think that they're celebrating their accomplishments there. I yeah, don't, but they I are showing it that. off every single episode for 45 seconds. It's too long. Mm-hmm. It must. Stop. I didn't like it, it last needs- week because they were playing some really bad music. Whoever, by the way, is in charge of music on this new series is not good at it. He's picking the worst songs I've ever heard. I'm like, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to the theme from Shaft. 
Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> I, I am more confident than I had been now that we are, we're partially into uh, a, the second Marvel series at Disney+, Plus, which tells me that Loki is going to blow our minds. I yeah. think that's the one that really, from the previews, looks like it's really a Marvel series. You know what I mean? Because yeah. now it's not it's not the fantasy world that Wanda creates. It's not the dark and gritty Matapor of uh, this series. It's yeah. it's gonna be gods and powers and time travel yeah. and that and that's gonna be good. Though I do have to I do have to admit I'm now really intrigued with the next episode of Winter Soldier because of they now the Wakandans arrived, which you know, I was with Bucky. He was like, I was waiting for these guys to show up. And well, as did soon you as figure that's little, who it was when he found that first little ball? I was yeah, like, as soon as oh, I saw the Wakandas. sphere, I thought, here are the Wakandans. Yeah. And, and of course, what they need to do, obviously, is address the absence of T'Challa. And I wonder uh, how they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going that. to do that. I think they're going, I'm, I think they're saving that for Black Panther too, because um, they said they're not going to recast the role. I think it's a no. huge mistake. Uh, I think that the Black Panther character is too important to put on a shelf just because uh, a really good actor passed away. No, they're not going to recast the role. They're not going to recast T'Challa. That doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to become the Black Panther because how can you have Black Panther 2 without a Black Panther in it? Do you want um, to see either one of the people that they're putting out there that could be it, the one of the two women? I'm sh- I, I think that I think that'd be a great move. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily see why they shouldn't do that. Um, or do they recast? You know, the, or they bring? Maybe Killmonger is not actually dead. Maybe I don't think I want to see him as a Black Panther. It kind of I don't me, know. Kind of uh, undermines, somebody, a, a undermines what happens last time. I don't you think know. so. It could be a redemption show. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I would buy that less than having one of the ladies take over. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the women. women um, but which one? The badass or the scientist? Uh, I think they should both fight it out. I think you should have a robot Black Panther and you should have a vibranium Black Panther. Hmm, interesting. You know, in fact, maybe they could do like, you know, they did in Into the Spider-Verse where they had the anime Spider-Man who was a girl inside a robot. Maybe they could do that <laughs> with, a, with the, big, the big expressive anime eyes on the, uh, on or the not. outside. Let's not do that. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting that here's, here's my problem with winter soldier right now. I want to see more John Walker mm-hmm. because I know, I, do you know his character at all? I don't know if you read yeah, the comic yeah, books. I know, I know, I know that he became called the U S U S U S agent, but for a while he was yeah. just called the captain, the, the original of the captain was Steve Rogers when the government took away uh, his shield and uniform and he became the cop, the captain and John Walker became captain America who was slightly unhinged, uh, prone to violent outbursts. And well, I think, I think we can see that here in the, in the, they're, they're giving you a little bit of a glimpse. Of yeah. It. He's re- yeah. He's perfectly willing to cross the line. The, I think the only thing that kind of underman undermines him is it's not really not clear I presume he's not meant to be superpowered, so he's he's, he's wearing not, a uniform. And that's, he's got that's the shield. That's where my problem is too. Yeah, he, but it's, he and Battlestar both need to be powered up. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, and, they're and going the against super way. soldiers. You're like, you get your ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they did kind of get their ass kicked, but nevertheless, not as. Uh, I mean, it should be like no contest. Whereas, in fact, they held their own for a minute or two until they got their ass kicked. But then they um, go into this one place in germany like a flop house type of place and or is it a bar i can't remember what it was now it's meant to be an internet cafe i think it's where carly has been communicating with people and he goes in there and they kind of take the place apart a little bit and i'm like yeah but you're not super powered someone could just punch you in the face and take you out quick i don't care how good of a soldier you were a good punch is going to take anybody out whereas captain america you're not taking kept out in one shot no. Now, obviously, I think that they're setting up that it's going to come down to Bucky and in uh, the Falcon against Battlestar and Cap. That's yeah. going to be the climax. He's going to get the shield back, 
Or is it going to happen before that? I don't know if they're going to wait to the end because in the previews, they show the Falcon throwing that shield as if he was practicing. They're not going to wait to the last episode to get to that part. So are we going to see the Falcon as Captain America? And is is he any more of an imposing Captain America with no superpowers than John Walker is? That's slightly one of the problems I have. I mean, you've seen in the previews, you've seen both him and Bucky throwing the shield around. And that shield apparently is not just made of vibranium, it appears in magic because it bounces around wherever the user wants to go. Well, Um, vibranium. throws it, apparently. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of silly. Unless there's something in your glove that attracts the vibranium so once you throw it and it bounces you activate something and it comes back to you otherwise it's like that's not how physics works guys <laughs> i think in civil war didn't even um didn't um spider-man say that he said didn't he make some comment he says yeah how does it do that that's not even physics possible <laughs> yeah it's so at least they've nodded to it um, yeah well how do you feel about big time superheroes even if it's just for 10 minutes on screen, they're doing their thing and freaking Thor shows up for a second. Would that be okay yeah, with I you? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be Thor because Thor went off on the spaceship, but... Um, well, I'm, but someone like that, the Hulk. The Hulk just yeah. shows up. I Well, it's always... This is always, unfortunately, the problems with these series is that we, you know... These guys are Avengers. Where the hell are the rest of the Avengers? How <laughs> come... Well, I mean, you know, in, in when this you're episode, it down they with have... A guy, yeah, why doesn't Doctor, why doesn't Doctor Strange just kind of um, portal in and go zap 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 and deal with the bad guys and disappear again? Well, that um, was kind of the point know. in WandaVision that where the hell is Doctor Strange when this exactly, is going on? Exactly, yeah. Because a whole freaking town is under a big giant magic spell for a week. And, yeah, for a week. That's kind <laughs> oh, of oh, your by the gig, way, man. And it's just down the road from where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's your job. You had one job. Um, yeah, I. I kind of would like to see every great once in a while, you know, um, they're walking through the streets of New York and then all of a sudden the freaking Hulk is battling the abomination and they're like, should we get involved? And he's like, what are you nuts? That's the, what are we going to do? And then the fight goes off camera and then they continue their walk. Um, that something like that would be kind of cool or Spider-Man they're walking and Spider-Man's holy shit. Yeah. You know, um, they find Daredevil's Billy Club. I'm like, hey, I think this belongs to that one guy in Hell's Kitchen. I think they should do a little bit more of that just to every great once in a while, not every episode, you don't want it to become that, but every great once in a while just to remind you, hey, there's other well, stuff going on. Or what if, they're, what if they're, they, they, there and there's a news thing up on the thing about a town Oh, and that's WandaVision. Yeah. That's going well, that's on right, right now. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. And you know what? They could. Do, I think they could do it in all of the Marvel movies and properties going forward because it could then become the new Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Because every everyone they have. That. Yeah. Every they can, everyone they have a reference to something else going on in the universe at the time. Mm-hmm. You know. I love that idea that the new yeah. Stan Lee cameo. Since they can't use Stan anymore, because unfortunately Stan passed away at ninety years old a few years ago. Um, it's just a not in frame, not the focus, quick appearance of another Marvel character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I liked that they brought Matapor into it mm-hmm. and they were accurate in their description and the, what it looks like. There's a high town and a low town, you know, Matapor came into an existence because, um, Wolverine, it was in the Wolverine comic books. That's where that came from. Yeah. Lady Deathstrike and all of that started because of Matapor. So once they brought that in, I'm like, okay, now they've got X-Men canon yeah. being referenced well, in the Marvel yeah. Universe. And I, th- I think one of the th- slightly freeing things for them now is because of this is five years post-Blip, they can they do not no longer have to stick within the bounds of our universe which is kind of how you know it started with iron man it was kind of all set around you know a variation of 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 our earth with the same places and that sort of thing right now that we've had five years of the blip 
the the world has changed. That's kind of part of what this is about, is that some people want to go back to how it was during the blip. Um, so that means all the geopolitics and everything has changed, and they're a lot freer to do things they couldn't maybe do before, which within the universe, or, or perhaps were, were more difficult. I think that they have an opportunity here to really take all of their properties to another level. What, what would you think about uh, a special every great once in a while? It's an hour special, a mini Avengers, where they just go on one quick little adventure, lasts an hour, and call it Marvel Team-Up. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd be great. But the problem is the cost of that one hour of television would be so high because of the actors that they probably wouldn't Well, but wouldn't it, do it. Ha- it doesn't have to be any of the big established characters. How much would it cost to get, um, I don't know, the guy who plays Daredevil to do an hour episode where he teams up with, um, like they're coming out with Moon Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. that you yeah, just, maybe. you get some of these lesser characters that they own the properties to. So, it, and it could be very, uh, quirky. Um, yeah. you watch the new suicide squad trailer where there's a guy, the spot man or spotter, whatever his name is. Um, he, he seems to have, he seems to want to die. Um, uh, quirky characters like that. And there's a ton of them in the Marvel universe where you take, I mean, Suicide Suicide Squad's a very, the trailer for that is a very good example of that because, you know, obviously they couldn't get some of the people they had for the last movie. So they just replaced them with alternates who were the same, but different dead, dead shots. The same as whatever Will Smith's character was. Yeah. Um, you know, but they've got they've got they're amping up the crazy, um, and they're obviously they you know they've got a, a real uh, literal rogues gallery of of villains they can pluck from to say okay you know these they are, got a um, shark you know did you know who's voicing the shark <laughs> is it the same guy as in Harley Quinn no no they, the shark guy wasn't in Harley Quinn oh uh, yes he was he was yeah. He was, yeah. He was one of one of the henchmen in one of her crew in Harley Quinn. No, that was King uh, Shark. No, you're, that was the Croc. Nope, he was the Shark. But he, yeah, anyway, yeah. I what he 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 barely speaks in the trailer. So it's yeah, apart from it's the hand jokes, Sylvester so, Stallone. Uh, is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, I know a bunch of these characters are going to die in the movie. Of James course. Gunn's already said, and they told him. DC told him that he can kill any character he wants, including Harley Quinn, if he really wants to. Really? Yeah. Although I don't think he's going to. No, but not only that, it's comics. I mean, nobody nobody dies for long in comics. I don't know. There's a friggin' shark eating people in it, man. Well, yeah, the people he eats probably don't uh, don't come back, but they wouldn't have a good reason to. But what I'm saying is, is you can always bring a character back in comics. Well, technically, they do come back, just in a different form. Yeah. Um Let's talk about this trailer, though. It's really good. I, you know, it's James yeah. Gunn, number one. The guy who... Look, when, when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy of Marvel back in, what, 2013? And we got the first one in 2014, 2015, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, these were less than lesser-known characters. Yep. Um, they were a big part of the Thanos saga from back in the 70s and again in the 90s. But... No one cared about Drax the Destroyer. Nobody cared about Star-Lord. No one cared about Rocket Raccoon. Um, and yet, he treated it serious. It was fun. Um, it was an event movie, and it was fantastic. Every part of, of both of the movies were good, although the second one not quite as good as the first. Yeah. Um, that being said... DC giving him, because remember, he was on the outs. James Gunn was on the outs for a while with Marvel because of really old tweets that right-wing media came out and attacked him for to get exactly the same thing that happened. He got banned. Yeah, it, it, it was it was uh, a very early example of the kind of the woke cancel culture, which um, we've talked hate, about before. I hate and, that and, so much. And it lacks, yeah, which because it, it lacks so much nuance. It's always about you did something bad once. It, I, I've, exp- I've explained this to my mum because she was asking me what it was. And I said, the problem with cancel culture, it, it comes from a good place, but pe- there are some people who just basically want to police other people's thoughts. You know, and they say you can't possibly ever have a bad thought. 
Um, and, yeah. and because of that, they basically think if you've, if you ever said something in public, that's bad, then you, you obviously, you can never change. You can never grow. You can never be a different person. I, I did find it you ironic. Know. The ones that are complaining mostly about cancer culture are, uh, the right wing. And then yeah. Georgia goes and passes a clearly, uh, a law that's designed to suppress black and democratic voters and, yeah. uh, going so far as to banning giving people food and line and, and water yeah. it's just it's one of the most atrocious things i've seen modern lawmakers pass it's it's so flagrantly yeah. racist and and vile so yeah. mlb major league baseball cancels or or they're not going to have the all-star game in georgia it was going to be yeah. atlanta and immediately the right wing media comes out and says um, they're going to, you know, basically stop watching baseball. In other yes. words, they're they're using cancel culture. They're using cancel against culture them. against MLB. Yeah, is that funny when the shoes on the other foot? It's like, but, wait a minute, I thought you guys hated this cancel culture thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden, anyway. yeah. Uh, anyway, poor weird. poor James Gunn. You know, he he he. Look, let's not discount what he did. That these these tweets he made were were in somewhat poor taste. Um, and I and just he, hope I just hope no one ever goes back in time and looks at shit that i did yeah. back in the well 80s exactly and, and this is the problem and and you know you kind of think oh all these people who were calling for people to get fired all the time are they absolutely perfect and never done anything wrong um you do have to wonder really but um well yeah, not really so because was, remember back in the day every time one of these preachers came out against you know homosexuality and they were just fighting against homosexuality then they get caught in a hotel with a couple boys. It's like exactly. Yeah. It happened all the time. It wasn't even yeah. Like it was all the time. Anytime you see a preacher come out that's so anti um, homosexuality, they're gay. Hundred yeah. percent of the time. That's right. Hundred percent. So James James Gunn got fired from um, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and then yep. he got taken on to do the Suicide Squad project, and then Disney kind of realized that perhaps maybe they'd overreacted and they brought him back and he said yeah but i got to finish this first because i got a job so yeah. uh, now we're getting i two, give him respect yeah we got two yeah, things from james gunn two james gunn movies um my only concern about this it looks fantastic but they all they really always look fantastic in the trailers yeah but you know, as long as there's not too much studio meddling um and i think and, that's been the big problem well i don't know is that the See, we say we don't want studio meddling, and when we get it, we get a Justice League, which was awful. Yeah, we get the and first Suicide Squad, which was the a first mess. half of the movie was really good, really good. The first, if you stop watching Suicide Squad halfway through, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's then it, when they then get to New wrong. York or wherever hell it is, yeah, um, that's when it all goes to shit, right? But up until that point, it's a really good movie. You know, the interactions, yeah. the the whole thing was super good. And then it goes completely off the rails, and that's what people remember. It's just yeah, but, but, at the end. But that is what you get when you get studio interference in a movie, is that, is that right, the, the vision they, gets derailed. But then they let James Gunn come back, or yeah, um, uh, Snyder come back, and redo the whole Justice League movie, because everybody was clamoring for it. And it's still you know a what? big I steaming think- pile of shit. It's still crap, <laughs> except now it's four hours of crap. Well, it's yeah. bad. Well, it's, Everybody's it's kind of. I, I get some people are like, "Oh, it's it's his vision." He didn't have a fucking vision. It was a job. <laughs> he, there was no fucking vision. Yeah, and I don't know why oh. anybody thought it was going to be. And some people are like, "This is this is the best superhero." Shut the fuck up. No, it's not. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Now I've, I've Cyborg is the. Cyborg is now the emotional. There's no freaking emotion there. There's nothing. It's garbage. The whole thing is garbage. Uh, that, that, to me, four hours is is a hell of an investment. It's investment I've not yet made. Well, so. they should have turned it into a miniseries. Yeah, have four hours. Well, I thought they were going to. I thought it was going to be four. Yeah, one and then hour they episodes. said no. It's going to be a movie after all. It's stupid. Uh, um, they even yeah, have I chapters probably- in the movie set up. Right. Chapters. So I'm like, I probably, I probably won't watch it until I get a chance to fly again because that, that's the sort of thing you would sit down and work through. On I a didn't. Flight. Well, they said at first that it was a roaring success. All these people were streaming it, and then it comes out. Yeah, most people didn't finish it though. <laughs> that's that's not good. 
80% have not finished Justice League yet, the Snyder Cut, <laughs> that started watching it. 80%. Yeah, not that means, until that, Literally, that's that's two out of every ten people listening to this podcast watch that shit all the way through. And, and it, meantime, awful. Marvel Disney are over in the unsigned going. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a... Uh, it doesn't hold true anymore, but in 2015 or so, 2016... Um, there was this meme that was on Facebook that I loved and it says, uh, it's this quote from, and it was a real quote from, um, somebody at, at Warner brothers, uh, DC. We're not sure how to do a wonder woman movie. <laughs> and then meanwhile at Marvel, here's a fucking talking raccoon. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have to put the explicit tag on this when I get it. I yeah, but you know what? But having said that, they kind of proved with the second Wonder Woman movie that they don't have to do Wonder Woman movies. They don't so. know what they're doing with Wonder Woman. They really yeah. don't. But I think, honestly, name one really good woman superhero movie. Captain Marvel? It's not very good. It's pretty freaking weak. The first Wonder Woman movie. Really yeah. good. Except they copied yeah. Captain America. They just took Captain America's story and made it Wonder Woman. Mm, the okay. only thing that but, saves Wonder Woman is right, the, yeah, is yeah, the two I'm, fish I'm out gonna, of water. Well I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you what you just said about Wonder Woman, but but in some respects that is comics. I mean, let's face it, a lot of comic book stories I agree are very, very derivative and repetitive. Well, but the most of them are coming out of the sixties. Yeah. And in the seventies where women were the damsels in distress. And I'm, yeah. s I'm so tired of that trope. I want yeah. a really good, really good female lead superhero movie. Is that black widow from the trailers I've seen? Maybe, unfortunately they fucking killed her off and goddamn. That's <sighs> I got a feeling that, that I think I got a feeling that really it's going to be really, really good <laughs> because we you buy Black Widow as a badass, no question yeah. about it. She's established. She established herself in Iron Man two when yeah her, her and um, what's his face go into happy. the yeah. happy and he takes one guy out and it takes him twenty minutes. It takes him the whole time. She it takes, takes everybody her to take else out. Eight out. ten guys. <laughs> yeah, she's a badass. You're like, damn, that's the Black Widow right there, boy. Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard to forgive her for the week she was wearing in that movie. Yeah, it was. You remember bad. she had those ringlets, and it wasn't good. No, but yeah, whatever. Um, maybe it's Black Panther, though. Maybe yeah, maybe that's going to be the female lead superhero movie that I've been waiting for. I was hoping it was going to be Captain Marvel, but she, to me, she is so stoic in that movie. You never get really any emotions. Um, it's an origin story that I don't buy on any level. It's just, and then they try to play with eighties nostalgia. Look, Nick Fury's in it, except that's, that's, he doesn't act like Nick Fury. He's the happy go lucky. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this is happening. Sidekick in the movie. And she's yeah. not strong enough in the role. And I don't think it's the actress's fault. I think it's the script itself was just, just weak. Um, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a really strong superhero movie, it shouldn't matter if it's a man or a woman in the role. It really should not matter at all. Well, but in, in so other far, genres, it has. It, it doesn't matter. If you look at, um, say, Atomic Blonde, which is like, you know, the Perfect. spy that's a, And that should, thriller. that's basically a superhero and, movie, absolutely. Yeah, it, well, they are basically, yeah, because, yeah. you know, those people, those anybody with those sorts of special skills, yeah, yeah never gets shot and or... or Charlize you know. Theron is a... I love that movie. I, oh, she's that was badass. a great movie, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So is it the actress? Is it Brie Larson in Captain America that you don't buy? Because I really don't. I don't buy her oh, character yeah, well, in there. You, you, I mean, we, we both know that in Captain Marvel, I liked it a lot more than you did. And mm -hmm. I thought that she was, I think, I think she was playing the role as it was written. Um, and I thought it was, I, I found it better than you did. Um, My problem but, with Captain know. Marvel and, and movies of that ilk is if you make the character too powerful, it's not very interesting. That's the big problem yeah. with Superman movies. You know, when you're that powerful... Like, that's my problem with the Justice League movie. 
mm-hmm. they're all fighting Steppenwolf until Superman shows up and it's over. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> shit, what do you need a Justice League for? You just need a freaking Superman. Um, that's the problem when the character's too powerful. You never get the sense that they're in peril. Yeah. Look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man in both of his movies so far are going up against someone that, look, one of the scariest parts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as a bad guy is concerned is Peter Parker sitting next to a girl in the backseat of her car when her dad is looking over his shoulder and talking to him. And it's just like, oh, shit, because you completely are convinced that he is a teenager and this grown-ass man who has some amazing technology and and the attitude can take him out. No question about it, he can. And that is menacing. That is when you're scared for Spider-Man. You don't get that with Captain Marvel. Who's going to take her out? She's too powerful. You know, when she Mm. shows up in Endgame... And she's blasting through ships and taking well, everybody she, out. She, she takes Thanos' ship out in one go. Yeah, as soon in as one she arrives. go. Yeah. yeah, that's too much. That's too powerful. And yeah. it's not because she's a woman. It's because that character is too powerful. I think that that's a mistake. Because if there isn't any consequences for the hero, you know. Yeah. Well, that can look. That can be addressed. I mean, even the most powerful hero can't be in two places at once or three places at once. Or, or they make mistakes. I mean, look at Thor. Thor yeah, yeah. could have taken Thanos out, didn't, paid the didn't consequences the for it, and then became Lebowski. I mean, well, yeah, because Thor was pretty goddamn powerful. Yeah. And the Hulk, very powerful. But there's a problem with the Hulk. He's, you know, at, when he's the Hulk, he's really not that smart. He's, hmm. he's, you know, everybody's after him. And he could turn back into Banner. If he turns back into Banner, he's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing like that for Captain uh, Marvel. Black Widow doesn't really have any powers, but she's yeah. a badass. But you know she could be taken out. Hmm. So there's actual consequences for that character. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Black Panther, but I'm hoping that that movie is what it should be. You know, put put a female lead in the role and let her be a badass with consequences. Yeah. But don't don't turn her into the damsel in distress. I'm so tired of that trope. Yep. Yep. But flip side is the new Suicide Squad looks really good. It does look really good. It, I really hope that it turns out to be. I remember the first one looked really good until it actually came out. But so, the difference uh, there, though, honestly, is who's in charge of the Suicide Squad. And yeah. it's a director and a creator that has, in the same genre, has already proven his, his bones, yeah. if you will. Yeah, so ho- hopefully the studio will let him do his thing and not yeah. interfere with the edit, and not interfere with the, the plot, and not do reshoots behind his back and some of the other nasty stuff that Hollywood sometimes does these movies. Yeah, but sometimes it might be for the best. Sometimes you're saving someone from themselves. And, you know, I think that's what they try to do with with uh, I, Snyder. I always but. take the view that if you're a studio executive, yeah, and you're not a director or a producer, there's a reason you're a studio executive. It means that your main skill set does not sit behind the camera it sits with running a studio and therefore i think you should stick to what you're good at and tr- and just you know your job your job as a studio exec surely is to employ the right people and then trust them to do the right thing for you right rather than you know i i wouldn't hire i wouldn't hire a, a professional chef to cook me a meal yeah and then um th- Three quarters of the way through his cooking, me look over and go, well, I, I think you need to put a little bit more salt in there, and I'm not sure that dish really fits. So Honey, will you come out and finish this and let's, dinner? Let's put some he's, pasta he's there. He's screwing it up. <laughs> he's screwing it up. Come in here. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, and really, I don't think people want 
creme brulee, I think what they really want is a nice piece of chocolate fudge cake, right? Yeah. So throw that creme brulee out, right? And just m- quickly whip up a chocolate fudge cake, yeah? No, it's worse and than that. jam it's it in the end take, of the meal. It's take that because, creme brulee. Because everybody loves chocolate fudge cake. Yeah. Everyone's going to come to the meal for chocolate fudge cake. No, it's, it's taking that chocolate fudge cake and turning it into the chocolate fudge cake. Yeah. Or the cream brulee, I should say. Yeah. Um, last thing, I know you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong dropped on HBO Max this week. So and, and I want to know, before, we, before we get into the movie itself, I wanted to come back to something we talked about many months ago now, which is what the hell's happening with all these movies now? Because the theaters aren't opening yet. Um, here in Some Britain, of them they're are talking about to open here. They're talking about having vaccine passports, which basically is is not going to really allow droves of people to come back to the, the theaters straight away when they reopen. What do we think is going to happen this year? Because I think everyone was kind of hoping by this time theaters will be open again, things will be back to normal. That is not happening. And what's going to happen to no, all these movies? If you go back in time when we talked them. about that, we didn't say it was this time. We said it would be fall. Yo, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And yet we still have a schedule of, of delayed movies and big movies. And, you know, no matter no matter how great dropping it on HBO Max is going to be, or Disney yeah, it's, Plus, not gonna make, it's not going to make them the sort of money that they no. need to make. You know? I don't know. The, you know? Some theaters are open. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong, however it is. Um had the biggest opening in the pandemic so far, which is like saying, you know, yeah. this toilet stunk a lot less than the others. Exactly. Um, exactly. I started my car and it turned over after 20 tries, whereas the guy across the street can't get his started at all. I yeah. win. I Mine's much better. <laughs> yeah. It's a dubious victory, but sure. Yeah. Um, and, and the other problem is, is that, here in the UK, it's it's much harder to get home because we don't have HBO Max here. It's much harder to get hold of Godzilla vs. King Kong. So if we, I, I know who wants to see it has pirated it. Yeah. That's a problem as well. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it the second or third day it was available. Okay. Let me, let me just, before you comment, let me just yeah. ask you some interview style questions. Sure. Right? Just so we, we kind of get on the same page first of all was it better than godzilla king of the Mars- monsters yes was it better than uh the original godzilla the 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 gareth giant the the beginning of yes. this monster verse thing yes. yeah it was better than that okay yeah. was it better than kong skull island Mm. which I think, which I, just to put it out there, I think I it's probably say, the best of these movies. Yeah, I, I will say I think it's slightly better, only because right. Godzilla's in it too. Right. Was it disappointing? No, because it's fucking Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean... Here, has, God, here, has here, King Kong grown since his last movie? <laughs> yeah, but they do address it right at the beginning. They say he's getting bigger. All right. So, okay. well, that, that, so then you understand why. Then. Otherwise, King Kong would have came to us. Why? I don't. Knee. To be honest with you, I've got to be honest. I don't understand why in a, in a universe where we think there is a two hundred fifty, three hundred foot uh, tall radioactive fire breathing lizard. Yeah, and. and and a, a giant ape. I'm querying the fact that all of a sudden one of them grew bigger. Yeah, he has to get bigger. I, well, because if he didn't, it would be a pretty short. He, he would have came up to his less than his knee, and he would just punted him. <laughs> it would have been Done. like Baby Kong, yeah. and Godzilla would have just kicked him across the ocean. Let, let's not pretend <laughs> though that look the original King Kong from the 30s. Yeah doesn't hold up as far as the effects or anything like that but the emotional core is probably one of the best monster type of movies of oh, all yeah. time it's, it's just fantastic yeah, because the monster is the monster actually i mean he is a real monster in that something drives what he does yes and you kind of get that through the way it's portrayed on the screen yeah and whereas what we have nowadays sad. is yeah what we have nowadays is like you take the transformers movies it's just basically cgi battles because yes there's no, no emotional mean, content in those no in those not, characters I, 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 in those movies yes but in yeah. you even said it yourself 
in Kong Skull Island, Kong actually has a personality. Oh yeah, yeah. And I he agree. does he does here too, if not even a little bit more. Whereas Godzilla is just a big friggin' walking lizard that looks angry a lot. Um, here is my take on the movie. It's three fourths too long. All they need to do is get rid of all of the human actors. Just erase all of it. Yeah. And, and let these two guys go at it yeah. in Tokyo, which, of course, it happens in Tokyo. I mean, Garuza. Um, you know, that trope crap. So it's like, really? They, it's got to sh- be Japan. Really? I, I, I won, I, I've always wondered how the Japanese feel about that. I know they are... They generally feel they that made all the, the American, movies. Yeah, no, but all the I I know that most uh, most uh, Japanese fans of of uh, kaiju movies really feel that anything done by Americans is inferior to the originals in Japan. Um, I yeah, I wonder how they feel a, when it tries to be set up to be in Tokyo. I, um, I mean, really, what they should do they is use, set these they things use in Shanghai. Science and stuff in this movie that is just so stupid. It's just. You just have to hear. Okay, you want to? I know you're going to watch it. Yeah. Turn off your your rational brain. (laughs) Because the moment they start sprouting this nonsense science, and they mention it in earlier movies, the Hollow Earth theory. Yeah. Oh, you finally get to see it. It's so fucking stupid. You're just like, why, why, why? And and again, go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's a two hundred fifty foot tall radioactive lizard yeah right you, you gotta suspend disbelief anyways. to give it a rational scientific explanation for its existence because it's a, a giant lizard <laughs> yeah. and it breathes fire somehow uh what well, it breathes breathes radio radioactive fire well that's much worse than just regular fire of course it is because radio um, everything's worse than it's radioactive yeah of course um, yeah it, it's dumb it really is it's it's just dumb but it's also fun and I think in today's world of a lot of people still locked at home, COVID, um, sometimes you just need dumb fun where you can just turn off your brain, let them struggle through the plot that you nobody, nobody cares about except for the writers. They're trying to fit this. They're trying to universe build. Um, it... it it's it is just really really stupid. Um, it's cardboard cutouts of characters. It really is. It's it's so bad, but it's so bad. It's kind of good. Yeah. I mean, the the guys who CGI this bitch up knows what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, I I gotta say though that Kong is really awesome in this movie. Um. But, you know, you've seen the previews. There's a little freaking tiny girl, and she puts her finger out, and Kong touches it. Her, He's so big, he wouldn't even feel her. It's it's just... Is that, is that know, the girl from Stranger Things? No, that's... This is, no? No, it's this little Asian yeah, okay. girl that, oh, by the way, doesn't talk. She signs. And for one reason, all the whole freaking city is blowing up, and there's fire and shit, and she steps out. And he's like, oh, I can see you. Dude, <laughs> she's way the hell over there, and she's the size of a gnat to you. What? It's stupid. He yeah. can read her uh, emotions. Uh, uh, it's just stupid. I, I mean, I've got, to, I've got to admit, one of the things that I always liked about the um, Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie, which has been, you know, quite badly panned over the years, but one of the things I liked about that is that Godzilla in that, first of all, he was so enormous that well, it was a you... She. you so, oh, she, yes, of course. Um, well, he kind of he, she. No, he, it was she? a she. Was it really a she? He didn't lay eggs. She did. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you that. Um, she was so large that it was perfectly obvious that was not really able to see no. people on the ground, except towards the end when the sword taxi, but it's kind of by the by. Um, but... Um, the motivations of the Godzilla creature in that movie were just purely an animal. Yeah, it was instinctual. No, it's trying to protect. The, uh, you know, it was a big animal. Yeah, and it was trying to reproduce. It was it was doing things that animals do. 
I appreciated that rather yeah. than giving it the, you know, the motivations of some bar, bigger, wider plot. It was just, you know, the, the movie was, if you have something that large, how do you kill it? How do you deal with it? Well, how then how do you do destroy? a Godzilla movie now? How do you do a King Kong versus Godzilla now? They keep putting actors in that yeah. tries to talk over the plot to tell you what's going on because yeah. it's so nonsensical. that, And then they yeah. just make up stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, all you really care about is these two big things fighting each other and buildings going to destroy. It's cool looking. I get it. So what would you do differently? If it, if you were in charge... Look, no, King Kong's an easy this. movie. We, King we Kong talked is, about... King Kong so being you, on his island and Godzilla showing up and King Kong just basically trying to kick its ass to get rid of it. Right. We, they're we, both alphas yeah, that, that, and they're going to go at it. Yeah. Exactly. So and, that, and that's, that's all we need. Like and a, that's not what you, they do at all. No, but you period. could... Uh, this is the thing. You film it like a nature documentary. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> be, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. No so plot. You can yeah. have a narrator... Get fucking Attenborough to do it. What yeah, the exactly. hell? What's he doing? And you, you basically, they're doing... Bring him in the a, studio for a day and he can yeah. just narrate the whole thing. And they're, they're basically, they're doing an aerial documentary of King Kong on his island. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Godzilla shows up and they just happen to be there. When yeah, the camera's shaky and like, oh shit, it's... <laughs> thank God we got some drones here with us too. And we put the drones exactly. up and they can follow yeah. the action. And it's a good... You and know, then you can the have first 20 minutes with, of the movie is King yeah. Kong with his mate. And they've got a little yeah. baby, and, and then, you could have a yeah. You could have the subplot where um, you know you do want to have a little bit of human interest, where people are all of a sudden the world's media descends to watch this epic battle, and people are betting on it. And nah, toys I, and, I like I know. See now you went no? too far. You just all right, went too okay. far. Yeah. Well, I, no, I think that, I think the it. nature documentary would have hundred percent been the way to go, and with David Attenborough, yeah, it's got to be him. A hundred percent, it's got to be him. Or yeah. Morgan Freeman. One of yeah. those two, and nobody the first else. 20, yeah, exactly. The first 20 minutes is nothing is but King Kong, Kong in his natural habitat. His, yeah, and he's got a, he's, he's, they've got a baby. And well, she's, he maybe fights the occasional T-Rex or something like or that. Or like, you know? there's like these little tiny Godzillas that are trying to eat his baby. So instinctually, yeah. he knows to kill those little Godzillas. And, and then the mother comes. And then the mom comes, and it's Godzilla. And she's way fucking bigger than he is. He's like, oh, shit. So he has to use... Forgive, forgive the terminology here. Guerrilla tactics <laughs> to, to fend off Godzilla. You know, yeah. she's laying traps and Ewok style and shit, clunking him in the head. Right. Um, so you know what we need to do? When COVID's over, I need to fly over there. We need to buy some suits and we need to film this. Yeah. <laughs> we need. You to can even it. have. You can even have a little bit of a throwback. Where, God, where King Kong steps on one of the baby Godzillas and a little smoke comes out of its mouth and a little, <laughs> little ring. Like, that's a throwback. That's an Easter egg. Back to the 70s. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then, and of course, Kong has to win this because you can't see Godzilla eating his mate. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, the was, baby. that, would, that, that would be, be the pretty, dark. It, the dark. At least, but if we're going with the nature documentary thing, you're like, well, that shit happens. That's, that's just, that's a thing that happens. They eat the babies. It's, there's nothing you can do. No. Um, but, you know, the, I love the idea that it's a nature documentary that goes horribly wrong. <laughs> horribly wrong at the end there's no mecha godzilla there's no three-headed thing it's just godzilla shows up and and fights miniature kong because he's not that big or just say that they are both that big that's how big they are you just establish that the other shit never happened those movies are dumb well yeah i don't I, yeah i don't i don't think you would you would want to I mean, a part of the problem with all of this stuff is the world building is getting out of control now out of control i they agree need with to you there stop world yeah. building even the original godzilla movies right they didn't build a world each one was standalone yeah and then for the next i one, didn't like the 79 that, king kong that yeah, was if something good. happened before and they they didn't like it they just changed it yeah. they just They're said like, that <laughs> not now more yeah. Um, no, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think you uh, once again <laughs> proves why Hollywood should hire both of us. Yeah. Let's, you know, bring let's David and Tim. Okay, the, together, and, and we get the scripts, and then we're like, "This is garbage. This is not a nature <laughs> documentary." Is David Attenborough or Morgan Freeman are going to be, <laughs> um, you know, narrating the whole thing? 
Yeah. And with and you know something bad's going to happen because you know the obviously they're not narrating as it happens. It's yeah. It's afterwards. Yeah. So they were like, you know, this would be the final moments of Baby Kong. You got it. It, into it baby has Kong. no idea what's coming, and then they have like the cheesy documentary animation where they show the little paper Kong or uh, Godzilla yeah. coming in the ocean. Little do they know that just on the coast. That's right. <laughs> be awesome. Little do they know that Baby Kong's going to be <laughs> rack ribs on the barbecue. On the awesome. radioactive Kong barbecue. gets a whole group of giant apes together to take on Kong, and they're just <laughs> Kong is Kong is beating the shit out of Godzilla with his buddies, and some of his buddies are getting crispy fried. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Finally, Godzilla's like, "This shit ain't worth it. I'm out of here." He's ripping legs off. Yeah, he loses a tooth. One of the apes pulls a tooth out. Godzilla's like, "Jesus Christ, fuck this!" and just leaves. And then there's no like conflict resolution a clear winner godzilla's just like this shit's these guys are nuts i'm getting out of here yeah that's how it should be 100 percent. will kong return (laughs) or will godzilla will return (laughs) the last scene is kong oh you got your ass (laughs) come back some more bitch you gotta have the chest beating yeah 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 you better bring friends next time bitch (laughs) <laughs> Godzilla's thinking, hmm, maybe I should call up that giant moth I know. Yeah, let me get that moth and that three headed thing, come back to these guys' crib and kick some ass. <laughs> Pop some caps to some ass, bitch. You, giant apes, my ass. I got a three headed dude over here that'll just take you know, out. Maybe a king getter is not their friend, is not Godzilla's friend, though. That's the problem. No, yes, he's he is. Always the bad there's guy. no, there's no bad King, guys and good King guys. Kidera it's all is nature. Always the bad nah. guy. He's always. It, got- here's the thing. It, it's a parallel Earth. <laughs> yeah. There's your science. There's your world building. They, <laughs> they found a way to go to a parallel Earth, but they can only send robots through, right? So they're doing <laughs> yeah. a documentary, <laughs> and that's when the shit it. comes down. And then for the next one, it's a new documentary where one of them gets through, and then you get the classic King Kong. And then he's been captured. And then the third one is Godzilla's like, that dude fucked me up. I'm going to kill him now. He went oh, through this he, he went through this light in the sky thing. I'm going there to get him. <laughs> Godzilla, and Godzilla hanging on the bottom of Mothra. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting hurled through the I country. got air support, bitch. <laughs> you know. The, yeah, and then you can get the mechs. Then you can get the mechs because the the, the yeah. humans are like, oh shit! Yeah, that's we got right, big yeah. robots to help we, out. So King you should Kong. do a Pacific Rim crossover. That's right. We're all set. I I don't know why we're not in charge of whatever that studio. That's W Warner Brothers. Is it, is it, is it Legendary Pictures? I think yeah. he makes that makes yeah. those movies. Well, our whole thing is legendary, so they should just hire yeah. us right now. <laughs> you know, the thing is that plot we just came up with is. Kind of, it's better than anything stuff. they've done. It's in cra- it's crazy stuff the Japanese used to come up with. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they had, I seem to remember good back then. Many years ago, they had um. This is way before even the uh, the first American Godzilla movie. They had yeah. um, a season on TV here of Godzilla movies. They showed pretty much every one ever made mm-hmm. every night for a few weeks, oh, and I watched yeah. them all. Oh, I did I too. Loved it was them it all. was Saturday mornings. There was uh, Channel Thirteen. It was uh, out of Chicago, and the only time we'd ever turn on that channel because we only had like four channels that we can get, and that was one of them. Um, it was always either the Cubs games or it was just like a, a, some clown. I don't know. There's some clown. <laughs> Crusty. Something like that. Um, but they would do the repeats of Godzilla movies. So I watched them all. Yeah. You know, and I was, I loved those movies. They were awful. They were just terrible, especially the when they try to Americanize them. And then it's just mm. you're like, what's going on but it was all about godzilla a guy in a rubber suit stepping yeah. all over a, a, a clearly a, a model city yeah and it was just way awful but we didn't care because that's no. that's all we had man yeah it was awesome you know I'd, so, I'd go out and step in the snow and pretend i was stepping on a little japanese people yeah. too does that sound racist <laughs> kind of did does. um did, did they dub them or was it with subtitles Oh no! They remember? Were, a lot of them were dubbed. dubbed. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, because you got to remember the like, audience. Audience was an eight year old. What do you got? Yeah. Subtitles in there? Yeah. Not going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, no, they were just they were just bad. But I loved them. You know, tell you, I knew I knew there was recent, a guy in that mo- in that outfit. I loved it. Yeah. The most recent one they made called Shin Godzilla. Yeah. yeah um is a it's it's so it's it's quite it's after all the american ones it's really really amazingly good in that it it most half of the movie is about how the japanese government is appallingly bad at responding to an out of the blue godzilla attack yeah it's and so there's an awful lot of shots of people walking down corridors a bit like the west wing but a japanese way you know and yeah. debating about what to do and everything it's really and there's only one guy who's got who's kind of got it together and knows what they should be doing and and they they intersperse that this with the godzilla attacks it's really really quite good it's quite compelling uh, but that is subtitled you have to watch it with the subtitles well, and I'm then not, when they get to I'm the actual godzilla so i can read well so that's not a problem for me <laughs> i'm very smart now um <laughs> It's it is it worth watching? Yeah. Okay. Is it great cinema? Not even a little bit. It's awful yep. in un, in most respects. But it's supposed it's supposed to be bad. It's King Kong versus Godzilla. This is not Iron Man versus Cap. That has I'd- four movies between them behind them, so there's some weight to them. This is giant monsters. I think I think they would be quite upset when you said it's supposed to be bad. The, the makers of this movie well you know, but but then they're quite upset anyway because they're not going to get any bank for this because it's streamed on hbo yeah well they it went to theaters uh, there was like 400 people who went and saw it so we're gonna wrap they, up half of them want their money back yeah they're like <laughs> why do we pay for this again <clears throat> don't we get hbo max <clears throat> first movie we've seen in 18 months and this yeah. is what and it's Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> yeah. Put your mask back on and go home. Yeah. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Geeks Pub. Hope you guys enjoyed it out there. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter. But under Twitter and under Facebook, we're TechFan because that's what we do as well. Yes. <laughs> Wait until yeah. you see the Geeks it Pub versus no Tech Fan podcast movie. It's <laughs> talk about dumb monsters going at it. <laughs> All right, David, I'll see you in a week on Tech Fan. See you then.